Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Doing a bit better today. Yeah, you, you healed up. Yeah. Some hot sauce. Yeah, I'm having hot sauce again this morning. The hot little, sauce helps. A little coriander behind your knee. and Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some garlic. <laughs> Cross your eyes as you sleep and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's sesame seed oil, Grant. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And you put just a dab behind your knees. <laughs> and you'll never, ever need to be vaccinated. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to be chatting with our buddy Dean Blundell today about that interview we did yesterday with the guys from the Alberta USA statehood movement. Yes, yeah. So that'll be interesting. He's going to critique the um, the interview. All right. So get his thoughts on that from yesterday. <laughs> uh, Terry's not very happy with me. No? No, he's been sending me mean emails. So oh, really? Apparently we've, upset been, him. we've embarrassed the movement. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. Um, November 22nd, 1994, Pearl Jam released their third studio album. This is off of it. Vitology, the name of the record. This is nothing, man. This is one of my favorite Pearl Jam tunes, if I'm, if I'm uh, being honest. Locker Room, only on Chris. Okay, yesterday on the program, we had an interview with a couple of guys, Terrace and Benjamin. Terrace was in Edmonton, Benjamin in Mexico, and they represent a group called the Alberta USA Statehood Movement. You're wearing the hat right now. I'm wearing the hat if you're checking out the video. We're on with Dean Blundell from Cryer Media, Cryer.co, and I sent it to him because I will be honest... I said to you after the interview, Grant, I was like, oh, I booted that. I I could have yeah. done a better job. I My thing was, no, you couldn't because Benjamin wasn't going to let you. Like, he had his talking points, he wasn't budging, and he wanted to argue and, yeah. I thought it would be interesting to get Dean's take on the on the interview. So he's going to critique my performance. Can I say one thing, Dean? Because you and I did not talk yesterday. I just texted you and said, hey, can you have a listen? And we'll bring you on tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. But I said to Benjamin before we got going, I said to him, mm-hmm. I said, this is the kind of show we have. We're not CNN. We're not investigative reporters. We're a fun show. I want this interview to be fun. I want it to be entertaining. And I don't want you to go down any rabbit holes. <laughs> okay. And so th- not that that gives me an excuse for cutting him off. But as soon as we started, he started doing that. Yeah. And then I got uh, <laughs> angry. Yeah. I let my emotions Dictate the interview. Listen, can I just let you off the hook before you critique yourself and make yourself feel like you did a terrible job? I listened to the whole interview, and I regret every waking second. (laughs) And it had nothing to do with you. Okay. You just interviewed two of the dumbest human beings in the world. And my dad would say something like, son, 
have you ever tried to get blood from a stone? And I'm like, yes, Dad, I have. And I just heard it in an interview with Lachlan Cross and a guy named Terry and a guy named Ben, two of the most appropriate words for two literal tree stumps that I've ever heard in my life. So not only did you not do anything wrong, okay, it's almost like someone giving you a twist tie telling you to rebuild the engine of a Porsche. You yeah. just can't do it. You don't have the tools because both of those guys, like, did you listen to Terry? Did you listen to? Uh, uh, like I, all yeah. I heard was mouth breathing the entire time, and a few words in there too. These two guys that don't have the ability to actually communicate, they can't actually suss their way through a normal conversation. <laughs> and you couldn't have a conversation with two guys who you brought on in good faith to talk about whether or not Alberta should become one of the next United States of America, which I believe Alberta should decide uh, their fate and they should do whatever they want and you should put it to a vote. It's and not going to happen. Those, it, of course it, it won't. There, of course it won't. It's such a ridiculous notion by two yeah. idiots who literally I wouldn't let them walk my dog because I'd be afraid <laughs> that they wouldn't come back. So, like, you can't, you, you, in good faith, approach that totally wrong. You should have allowed them to actually speak their piece and then you should have started asking them to justify what they just said, which they physically couldn't because the brains don't work, dude. Like that's <laughs> Dean, that's what people don't understand. The about reason why this movement they're too stupid to even have a conversation. But the reason why I didn't do that and l let them just go is because we would have been here. We would have been there till Saturday. Like, like I remember testing the line with Benjamin, and and I had an idea of who he was. He's that guy that needs to to, to let everybody know in the room that he's the smartest guy in the room, and he's not. Which he clearly is not. Yeah. So as soon as um, I talked to him to test the line the day before, I was like, oh, okay. This is going to be an issue. Yeah. So he would have just Dean. He would have gone for sixty minutes with, without stopping. Yeah, I know. I know. And I watched you get upset because he started to get into it, the thing that you didn't want him to get into. And I listened to him try and justify what he was trying to say, which is impossible to do because he's literally the village idiot. So is Terry. <laughs> what an appropriate name for one of those guys, by the way. Terrorists, um, we should say. What, anyway. No, I'm going to call him Terry. I'm never going to call him terrorist. That was, uh, that's, a, that's a pure Terry right there, kid. That's what that is. Well, I, I still think that I probably could have handled that better than I did. I let my emotions get away from me. Um, if you get a chance, go listen to the interview. You and um, yeah, you can send me your thoughts. He's sending me you know notes. The problem is, he's mad at me. Can I me. tell you? No. Well, who cares? He's an idiot. Um, he spent thirty you know bucks on merch. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I like the hat though. It's actually pretty cool. I do like the hat. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what it says, it's a sweet hat. Um, you know, you know, the issue is is that we take any of these people seriously. So giving them a platform to have a serious conversation. See, this is where you and I don't pointless. agree. I, I listen, I think no, we need pointless. to start having conversations like this. What about Alberta becoming the 50th? No, 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 no. Not about Led agreeing to then. it, <laughs> but finding out why we are where we're at right now. And there are legitimate reasons. Misinformation, dude. Well, there's, uh, there's, there's three reasons. I get disinformation, that. misinformation, and uh, everybody hates Justin Trudeau West, which I understand. I don't like the guy either. 
I hate all politicians equally. They're just paid businesses that are trying to get access to your taxpayer bank card. That's really all they are. And until we start taking that seriously, we can't take these idiots seriously. And we should never be giving them a platform. The biggest problem that we have is we've got media that says, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea when it's really not a good idea. Like who says in Alberta, you take a referendum of people in Alberta, that beautiful province. What do you got? Four and a half million incredibly hardworking individuals who put their nose down to the grindstone and they go feed their cows and they get to work in the morning and they help each other. I mean, it's such a beautiful place with beautiful people who aren't thinking the same thing unemployed Terry and unemployed Ben are thinking as they hide from the law in Mexico and parts <laughs> unknown around Hinton. Are you kidding me? We Stop taking dumb people seriously for crying out loud. But it's that's, that's a good shirt. It's fun. <laughs> It's fun, though, Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> to it put is. them on and the radio. The it can be, but you, yeah, I know, but you it wasn't fun yesterday, though. <laughs> that, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, well, you can go listen to the interview as well. Take them serious. Yeah. That's the problem. Go listen to the interview if you want to um, hear what the hell I'm we're talking about. I'm not listening to that about. again. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your, your time this morning, Dean. Guys, by the way, um, I'll give yeah. you Terry's email and you can work out. Get him on the pod. I'll try to get him See on the now. podcast. I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you're backtracking. <laughs> no, no, because I have a gear you don't. That's that's just it. I, right. I have the ability to make that interview not emotional and to make that guy piss his pants. You just get upset because you're like, I told you, Terry, don't talk about those things. And he starts talking about those things because he doesn't care and he's an idiot. That's your problem. Dean Blundell, Cryer Media, Cryer.co. Thanks for your time, brother. See you, boys. He's got 10 years of high school and left the university most educated member of the show. show. And, and now explains. Maybe we should get you to explain why um, somebody's asking yes. by the name of James P. White for money. $200 for Christmas. I can explain that. I was hacked. And then people keep, ago. people keep Don't tagging that up James P. Never send James money. Because his entire social media existence is somebody in, in another country. Yeah. So he's going to, this new account that he has, that's eventually going to get hacked. His Instagram is yeah. TikTok. It's all going to be somebody else other than him. It's all Russian bots. So never, ever respond to anything James sends you on social media. If you need him, meet him at the bar. Yeah. He'll be at Brado's every Thursday night at 7. If that's I ever you ask you, you can communicate with me just if I ask no, you for money. No, just stop, stop communicating with Jimmy on social media. social media. Just delete all of your social media. No one ever respond to him. It's just, it's he's the wrong guy to have social media. Yeah. We, I don't want to get he's into He's the guy that falls for all these scams. And... While we're at it, can you get the guy in, where is he? Hungry? Can you get him to update our Glory Holes page, please? He's the, he's the one running it because Jimmy was the one running the Facebook page. Jesus. All right. What's your Jimmy Explains? So there's a mysterious phenomenon that's changing the Earth's course. So what's happening is, is there's a tectonic plates in the core. So it's actually allowing water through, which is causing a... Uh, and chemical reaction with the lava underneath and so it's causing hydrogen so it's just changing certain areas of the earth's core and adding gas to it so it's and it's the tectonic plates so you know that i don't know if this is really Does linked this sound good 
Uh, sounds awful. <laughs> sounds like we should not be leaking water into the Earth's core and changing the, but, the but core. But the thing, and... the thing is, though, is that we, we know right now... What's... So it's not just me? No, that sounds bad. <laughs> but we know right now, like, what's going on in, in Iceland, like, with the fact with the volcano. See, what the volcano is, is basically, it's a hole from the core letting some of this molten rock out that's what a volcano is so these tectonic plates are allowing water to seep through so it's uh, making slight changes to the earth's core is there anything in the article that you read that suggested we should all start panicking no this this is a common phenomenon okay. but it's it's not good, but it's just it is common. Okay. Because cause the, the Earth's core does come through water. That's with, what volcanoes with, are. Though, uh, uh, Jimmy, you can say it again, but I we all know I'm what just, a volcano is. So uh, the the thing that I'm wondering is, is does this have anything? Is there a connection between this and what's happening in Iceland right now? Should we expect more volcanoes, ones that have been dormant for 800 years, to start firing up because of this? No, they haven't said that that's gonna that that's gonna be a problem. But what what the water does with this chemical reaction with that is causing crystals in the in the mantle. So you have the Earth's crust in the lava. You mean? The Earth's mantle. Okay. Just let me explain. To you. Just the, like, uh, the just like your core. old roommate Rob, his his insides were crystallizing. <laughs> the inside of the Earth so, is crystallizing. So that what is what it is? Are the, the Earth <laughs> the Earth itself? We have the crust. We're on the crust. The birth, yeah, birth, okay, yeah. we're on the outside of the crust. You have the mantle, the outer core, and the inner core. So what's happening is is the water is going th- uh, going in through the crust into the mantle. And then that's where the the gas is forming. Sounds awful. Sounds like I add this to the list of things that things yeah to keep us up. At I'd night. rather not know about. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. On the leading edge of fried chicken innovation, and on a mission to figure out the eleven spices in the Colonel's secret recipe, here's your chicken news host, Greg Johnson. Greg <laughs> Johnson. This is one of the most important chicken newses of the year. <laughs> Starting tomorrow and lasting throughout the weekend, KFC is offering buy one, get one. Buy one bucket of chicken, get a second bucket of chicken. That starts tomorrow? For free. Goes tomorrow until the 27th, so until uh, Monday. So Thursday to Monday. They're calling it Black Fried, F-R-I-E-D. Oh, okay. Black Friday. Um, and this is huge. This is Canada, though? This is across Canada. Okay. You have to do it through the app. Um, so you have to get on the KFC app or on, like, Skip the Dishes or anything like that. You can't just go into the store. You can never just go in the store and order it anymore, yeah, right? I know. It drives me <laughs> insane. So you have to do it, like, through an app, and you will get buy one bucket, enjoy that bucket this weekend, freeze the second bucket and enjoy it at a later date. Well, the, the nice thing about KFC is you can leave it on the counter for a good week or two. <laughs> it doesn't still go good. bad. It is still good. Why do I want... How early can you order chicken? Can uh, we order chicken right now? Jimmy, it's a go shame. Look. It's a shame it's they starting don't have tomorrow. We're not ordering Go look it now. and see if you can get chicken. I want to know if we can get this tomorrow. It's at 10 a.m. The nearest KFC to us. They should have breakfast. 
They should I, chicken and waffles. Like they had that waffle sandwich for a while. Remember that? They Who did, doesn't like, eat like leftover KFC for breakfast? Is actually one of the best breakfasts. I would say Ever. even better than leftover pizza. Leftover fried chicken for Ooh, breakfast. The next leftover day? pizza Ooh, versus leftover chicken. I, I, I we could do a poll on there that. Is, I think I think fried chicken is better as a leftover. I'm having a tough time deciding because do, do a Twitter poll. Put that up quickly. I'll okay? do that on Cruise ninety five seven Cruise FM. Yeah, there's Important something poll. about there's something about leftover um, KFC specifically that yeah. is so good. Like I don't care if it's cold; you don't even need to heat it up. Just literally right out of the bucket. Oh yeah, yeah. in your mouth. Oh, that's great. Like when you're. Sitting sitting on the floor in the dentist oh sat at a seat Grant, and a cold chicken with pizza? beer. Leftover pizza is amazing, too. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just... That... that was the cold chicken. The salt. Jim, and Jim says the thing with cold pizza is the crust gets a little a little. Depends tough. on where you don't you're getting eat the crust. from. You don't eat the crust, though. You throw the crust out, right? Crust gets a little hard. So you can eat every part of the chicken. <laughs> you're not eating the bones. <laughs> you can make soup. <laughs> the Locker Room presents The Grant Report, brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies, supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, Edmonton City Council has begun debating whether or not they are going to stick us with the 7% tax increase this year. Um, the... the Arguments have begun down at City Hall about whether or not to go through with it. Originally, it was going to be a 5% increase, and people were upset about that. So then they came back and said, well, actually, we need to increase it to 7%. And then people got even more mad. So now after they debate it this week, when they say, you know, we made some sacrifices, we moved some money around, um, we're going to keep the tax raise at only 5%, we're willing to accept it. And we'll actually be happy about it. No, we're not. And we'll praise the counselors for their hard work because, you know, it could have been worse. It could have been 7%, but they made it so it's only 5%. Thank you, City Council, for working so hard this week. We're so lucky to have you. I know that we're not going to have any snow plows on the roads this winter, and sometimes we might need to drive the bus ourselves because we can't afford to pay bus drivers, but <laughs> I'm so happy to sacrifice those things. I know you guys are... Spending millions of dollars on bike lanes and big ball statues, but I understand it. So thank you, City Council, in advance for your hard work to keep that uh, tax raise at 5%. That's my prediction. They'll come back and say, we're going to keep it at 5% for everyone. The Grant Report is brought to you by our Black Friday sale on our merchandise page. Starting Friday, use the promo code TAINT. And save yourself some money. <laughs> Text us now to get the link to shop. Listening to the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and Cinnamon Jimmy. I've said this many times before, but I always feel this this pressure to point out the positives of things when um, when it when it's about when it when when it's an organization that we crap on a lot yeah like the the city of edmonton well deserved 
I mean, Grant just did a Grant report about how they announced they were going to raise our taxes by 7%. As soon as they made that announcement a couple of weeks ago, we said they're going to go back when everyone freaks out, and then they're going to go back, and they're going to do another revisiting it, and then they're going to come back, and then they're going to go, okay, everybody, we heard you. We're only going to raise our taxes, your taxes, by 5% this year. Aren't Mm -hmm. we great people? It's still 5%. They're still screwing you. I I can't believe they still think that that's a tactic that works in this day and age yeah like it just it blows my mind that they think we're that stupid that people are that actually naive to not know what they're doing um so you pointed out that good and that i think is what you were saying i'm getting there <laughs> give me a minute pointing out the good in the world <laughs> so when somebody does something good when the city of edmonton actually does something decent like i yeah. said i said not too long ago when we had thomas in the peace officer i was like i'm impressed with the visibility of security on transit over the last mm-hmm. couple of months i have noticed the fact that they've actually tried to step up and make a difference in that regard okay and we pointed it out okay yeah it doesn't mean i'm going to stop crapping on them when they need to be crapped on Tabor is one of those cities that we, and rightfully so, dump on quite often because... Yeah. Jimmy is from Tabor. If you're new to the program, Jimmy grew up there. And but it's a ridiculous city. And it's, it, it's it so really backwards. Is. I mean, obviously, they became famous when they put in that law about no swearing in public and no spitting and dancing and, and that. That was like international headlines. Kevin Bacon that, even chimed in on that That's one. no longer a thing anymore. But still, they put it in place not that long ago. They were trying to stop the legalization of marijuana. They were the last place in Canada trying to hold out. Like, it's a joke. The city is... Anyway, so when they're in the news for burning pride flags, yeah, which like, happens we'll, every year, we'll point it out, right? Um, but when they do something interesting, I think it needs to be pointed out as well. And there is such a story that I think we need to make it uh, that, to highlight today because we do spend a lot of time crapping on Tabor on this show. So Tabor, um, you'll remember about a year ago there was that story. They went international when those ostriches got loose. There was uh, twenty ostriches that got loose in Tabor, and they were trying to round them up. And the police were chasing them around town, and well, everything. Thirteen hundred people let let us know about that. Yeah, as soon as it happened. Did you uh, see this? So they won an award for the response to it because this is actually cool. They, um, uh, The municipality decided to recognize the efforts that went into apprehending the ostriches <laughs> by donating turkeys to the local food bank and then challenging people to do that as well. So they called it the Flightless Birds for Food Banks initiative. And it um, you know, got a Good lot of turkeys them. donated to food banks. So they uh, won an award for that one. There was a line in in here that I laughed at. The mayor of Tabor, Andrew Prokop, says, The strange incident showed that Tabor is willing to laugh at itself, no matter how absurd the situation. That has not been our experience with Tabor, but... No, not ours. Not our personal. When we call up Tabor residents and ask them about the corn mazes, and they go, "There There is no August corn fest. What are you guys talking about? Or they hang up on us when we go to City Hall. (laughs) There's not a lot of sense of humor coming out of Tabor. So that made me laugh when the mayor said that. We're willing to laugh at ourselves. Mm. Hold on. We're trying to be positive here, Grant. That was a funny line from the mayor. Good job, you guys. All right. Jimmy, there you go. You can be proud of Tabor today. They did something cool. Tabor pride. It it has to do with ostriches, which is weird. (laughs) But still. Welcome to the locker room. Tim Hortons has a 
feature. Must be a Christmas thing for them, right? I believe so, yes. So they've got like a Bailey's flavored coffee signature coffee thing right now. They you got can get it, like a cappuccino. You can get a yeah. They got a whole line of drinks, um, lattes, cappuccinos. Um, Iced caps, infused foam. And obviously, um, they got to make a point of saying out loud in the commercial more than a couple of times, like they're saying, non-alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's Tim Hortons, and I'm aware that it's Tim Hortons, and I know that you you can't go to Tim Hortons and get a beer. Yeah. Like, I'm not that stupid, but when I first saw the ad, I was like, who wants that? Like, who <laughs> wants non-alcoholic Baileys? So I had the same reaction, and I had the same reaction... A couple years ago when Bailey's released a line of coffee creamers and I bought one and then realized how dumb it was. I was like, (laughs) why wouldn't I just put Bailey's in my coffee? Right? So like the taste of Bailey's isn't that great, if we're being honest to me. I I like it. It's pretty sweet and you know what you know what I tried recently? I bought you'll find this funny. So when I was at Costco, yeah, I grabbed a bucket of that a bucket Caroline's what is it? It's yeah, not Caroline's. Bailey. It's Caroline's. It's not Bailey's. And traditionally in our house, we've had Bailey's. Yeah. Um, but Army Chris had mentioned that that he thought that the Caroline's was better than the Bailey's because it wasn't as sweet. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, Man, I remember you sort of trust putting at the back of my mind going, yeah, because I don't like the sweetness of Bailey's. I don't hate Bailey's, but if I could cut back on the sweetness, and it is good. So yeah, I bought that. That stuff's better. And I bought it on a weekend. I went, or like on a Friday when I went to Costco on the way home at the end of the week. And then that weekend, every cup of coffee I had, I was like bloop, pouring some yeah. of this Caroline's in it all weekend long. And then on Monday morning, I got up and I made my coffee and I went to the fridge. This is at four o'clock in the morning. And I grabbed the bucket of Caroline's from the fridge and I went to pour it into my coffee and I went, probably not a good idea. I'm on my way to work. <laughs> Just have it. <laughs> The Kirkland stuff is pretty good too. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, the I Kirkland brand. I haven't had similar. the Kirk, Kirkland's brand. Uh, it, it's good stuff as well. Yeah. Listen, we're alcoholics on this show. So, <laughs> well, is that a sign when you're like, "What's the point of that?" But what what I find yes. funny is, yes, yes, it's you, a sign. Is as you're talking about putting in the non-alcoholic version of of eggnog in your coffee. Eggnog is an alcoholic, Jimmy. <laughs> You add alcohol to it. You can get the alcoholic version of eggnog. They do have Yes, but you add it to it. Yeah. Eggnog is not... You don't call eggnog non-alcoholic. No, you can get an alcohol... Like, you can get it at a liquor store with alcohol in it. I know, but what I'm saying is it is not typically an alcoholic drink. Eggnog is not alcohol. What you're doing right now is you're going like, oh, this is non-alcoholic. Bailey's is alcoholic. This is non-alcoholic Pepsi. That's what you're saying right now. What's your... (laughs) Oh, I had a non-alcoholic Mountain Dew the other day. Just, just to let everybody know, this is the point in the show where we wonder why he was saying what he was saying. It happens every day. Yeah. What's your point? My point is, you're you're okay with the because the thing is, is I've only drank uh, eggnog with with alcohol in it, and a lot of people do, and so you're upset about non-alcoholic Bailey's when a lot of people associate. Eggnog and alcohol. No, no. Like I said, that's like you saying I had a non-alcoholic Pepsi for breakfast today. Thanks for coming out though today. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you dressed for the game. <laughs>
What the hell box is Jimmy in? All right, there we go. New contest. We got a, I think it's a $50 gift card. Yeah, that's a good prize for this, to be honest. Yeah, so we got Jimmy in one of five boxes. One, two, three, four, five. I think we just posted some videos, not only on my social yeah. media, but also Grant's social media. Are you okay in there, Jimmy? Farted. He farted in one of these boxes. <laughs> these huge boxes in the studio, and we're like, oh, let's put Jimmy in one and see what happens. 780-989-0957 uh, for a chance to win, all right? And the the first box number that comes through correctly will walk away with the prize. Are you worried? <laughs> You're listening to The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and Cinnamon Jimmy. We're going to get a new... Cobra Kai soon, right? I think they're, yeah, because I keep seeing that they're doing a season six. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, with the writer's strike and the actor's strike and everything like that, that probably is um, delayed a little bit. Everything was pushed back. They were always dropping those new seasons at the beginning of the year. Remember? Yeah. Like, we'd we'd get them in January or whatever. Yeah, that's right, yeah. All right, so we'll keep an eye on that. I haven't seen anything official on that, but Jimmy saw this yesterday. This is a new Karate Kid project, right? Yes. And it's going to include Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio. Oh, because Jackie Chan was the Mr. Miyagi in the reboot with with Will Smith's kid. Oh, that's right. So, so it's a little bit of a crossover. So I forgot about that. So hopefully the, the new movie has, you know, a Will Smith's creepy kid in it. Well, I was reading that no. they might bring Jackie Chan in for another, like the next season six of Cobra Kai, potentially. Yeah, because it, it, it didn't say movie, it, it, they said project. So, oh, so maybe this... So maybe he's going to be in in season six. No, no, because that article specifically said the next Karate Kid. So, and yeah. If it was a Cobra Kai project, it would have said no, Cobra Kai. But it's Kai. a Karate Kid project. Cobra Kai is classed as a Karate Kid project. Okay, technically, I guess. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe that is it. I sort of just assumed it was a Cause, movie. Because that would make sense, because they brought in... Cho- they brought back Chosen. They <laughs> they pro- they didn't bring in Hillary Swank, but they were talking about yeah, bringing her back. That's that. right. She was in one of the she later was, ones. She was in good. the next Karate Kid. Yeah, that wasn't a good movie. All right. I thought it was okay. This is why my wife and kids all make fun of me for watching this show. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> this conversation. The kids are like, I'm watching Cobra Kai, and they're like, why are you watching a kid's show? Well, it's not. He drinks beer. <laughs> <laughs> I want you. Every Wednesday, we hook up with Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. I want to start with this today. Grant has been saying something the last couple of days. Last couple after of days. The last couple of games. He's he's been saying that he's just coming around to to the to accepting the fact that this might not be a very good team. I'm not there yet. Because <laughs> the start, you know, is they're under, they're not performing well. They're they're still fine, and then it's like, okay, they haven't beat a playoff team yet. Maybe there's some major flaws here. Maybe the there's some roster flaws that are. <laughs> A little. Uh, where, maybe where maybe they were at? getting covered up when Drysaddle and and McDavid were scoring at an extreme pace last year. Yeah. So the way I look at it is, the Oilers are a good team. 
they're just playing awfully right now. And it's one of those things like yeah. what Grant's right. Connor and Leon covered up a lot of mistakes last year because they were scoring at an incredible clip. Um, and they just haven't gotten there yet. Both those guys are kind of, it's weird to see them slumping at the same time, but it's not like they forgot how to play hockey. And those two are going to figure it out and they're going to be fine. Those two specifically. Nuge too. As for the, Nuge is Nuge too. Like, yep. Yeah, I mean, like, Nuge has 13 points in 17 games, so on face value, you go, oh, man, you look at that, and that's not too bad. But the problem is he's only got one goal in 13 games, so he needs to score. The assists are there, but the other end isn't there. He's not scoring. So there's a lot of guys like that right now. There's a lot of guys that have just got nowhere near the the offensive output that we expect from them, that we need from them. And then you go lower down the lineup, and the bottom six really isn't chipping in all that much outside of the game where Derek Ryan had a couple goals and James Hamblin scored his first. NHL goal. So there's a lot of people that need to pick it up. And then on top of that, when you're only stopping 80% of the shots that are coming your way or 85% of the shots that are coming your way, it's pretty tough to win. You look at that three-game win streak the others had, Stuart Skinner's save percentage was above 914 in all of those. In one of the games, it was like 930, and another one, it was 970. That's the kind of goaltending you need to win. And unfortunately, it's just one of those... Connor said the quote, death by a thousand cuts a couple of games ago, and that's really what it is. So I do think this is a good team. I do think that they can be a good team, but the hole they're digging themselves for uh digging themselves right Ugh. now is going to be very very difficult yeah. to climb out of we're gonna have to find a cherry picker here soon <laughs> uh, that was, yeah that was i think they i read they to get 95 points they have to basically win at 106 point pace right now like which is fine because yeah. like they've done that they can right? do it they can they, they can, they, I, they can I, do yeah. it. it it's just right now they do not look like they're going to get there but I, again i think that um this team, if any team can dig themselves out or climb out of the hole they're in, the Oilers can do it. Um, we'll see whether or not they can get there. That's a completely different question. I mean, management already pulled their trump card in terms of firing the coach. Yeah. Woody's hanging out with his feet up, collecting three million bones. He's having a good time. And now Nobby's in there trying to figure <laughs> it out. So they've pulled, they've played that card already. So we'll see what they have next. There's well, a lot of rumors about goaltending. That's and all what that I was going to say. We'll see what happens. Uh, Frank Cervelli. So you're saying there's a chance. Frank Cervelli, your friend, he had an article on Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff kind of breaking down realistic options for an Oilers goalie and James yep. Reimer, Jake Allen. Now um, Halak is the one everyone's talking about. Oh, Halak's if, in the picture. He just now? got released by Carolina, right? So there's a yeah. few out there. Is there any that you. Do you you could see happening or Bennington. Well, so I looked at, I read Frank's article as well. So the James Reiner fart sound Mackenzie Blackwood. <laughs> yes. Now we're cooking. If we could get Mackenzie Blackwood, he's having a really good year on a terrible sharks team. And that kid's got all kinds of up, uh, upside to him as well. So if you're going to trade for a goalie, that's where I'd prefer to go. Someone like Vamelka, although I know the coyotes really, really like him or Blackwood. It's a young guy who's got a ton of talent and a ton of upside. I don't think Jake Allen is going to be the answer here. Plus he's expensive. I don't know that Philly would even want to trade Carter Hart. So there's yeah. there's names on Frank's list that I just don't know would even be possible. But Mackenzie Blackwood and Carol Vimelko would be definitely be two names that I'd be interested in. What I love about our goaltending situation here in Edmonton is we can find somebody that's playing at the top of their game, bring him into town, <laughs> and just completely destroy them. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other's way. Don't worry, though. Once they leave, they turn it around. And then they go and they win at Stanley Cup with the next team. Yeah. Um, we got to get into this spec 
peel fight. And <laughs> I, what happened? <laughs> I saw this online and, and then Grant and I were talking about it. And I, I get it a little bit more based on something that you said this morning was that Tim Peel has his own podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I get it a little bit more now. He's maybe doing this for publicity. What's your take on that, that little battle that was very oddly public? Yeah, I mean, first thing I do, just as a lot of people do, I think, is you see something like that come out, I go straight to the comments. Yeah. I don't know what everybody else is thinking. So much uh, fun. I want to have a laugh. So I just <laughs> sat there and kind of laughed, and I read all of it. And from my perspective, I thought it was a greasy move from Tim Peel to kind of air out private DMs if those guys are DMing each other and then, uh, you know, taking screenshots and posting it is yeah. kind of greasy. Um, Spectre is one of those writers over at Sportsnet that he gets people going in one way or another. And there's a lot of people that don't like his takes. And the exchange was kind of like lighting a fuse on a bomb. We didn't know we wanted to watch. So, <laughs> um, it was fun. I, I like seeing this kind of stuff because I'm not involved. Yeah. Sit back and um, watch. Yeah, you just kind of sit back, get the popcorn ready and watch. But yeah, I think that both guys took some shots in there. And then it was interesting to see who was defending Spec and who was on Tim Peel's that side. And I just kind of yeah. sat back and enjoyed the whole thing. The thing I will say is I always have an appreciation for people in the sports world. Being outside guy looking in for, for many years in this industry, I've always put guys up on a pedestal that have the balls to ask questions that other people don't ask because yeah. we tend to cater to these athletes, right? We can to, we tend to placate them and, and they don't always get tough questions. Although I will say this, I actually appreciate the Oilers for fighting back a little bit, um, especially with Mark, but Mark <laughs> Speck, he can't be so sensitive, right? Like, I, I don't know, man, Everyone is wound up about this team right now. You got to yep. like before the thing is there's alcohol involved here too. Like I don't know oh, when sure. these things came out, yeah. but that that that's like three four beer tweets. Well, that's the first thing that yeah. I thought when I saw that stuff going back and forth. That's sitting in front of the TV with a with a cocktail or four and going, that son of a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's it, I agree with you. Uh, I haven't been in a whole lot of scrums in, in my time at ON, but I've been in a couple, and I've asked a couple of questions, and it's not easy, especially if you want to ask something that's a little bit more difficult, Yeah, especially at a time like right now when the players are just upset and angry. So everybody's got a job to do there, but ultimately this one blew up on Twitter, and it was kind of one where we all got to sit back and watch and enjoy and just kind of see the train fall off the tracks and that's kind of what happened so yeah it was uh it was a weird scene i i didn't expect to see speck and tim peel going at it on twitter <laughs> that night but uh you know what every now and then you grab your popcorn sit down and you watch yeah so is tim a bit of a dick like i don't know anything about him like what's his rep is is he does he stir the pot I don't know much, but there was a funny tweet from a girl um, who I, I see she works at Sportsnet um, for their digital. But she said an underrated part about this thing is when you look at the DMs, Tim Peel has his iPhone text size set really big so he can read it. No wonder why he missed so many calls during his career. <laughs> That's the goal we're all looking for, yeah. though. Good for her. All right, there we go. Um, Beg Milk, Oilers Nation. Always love your tech. Thanks for your time, my friend. Thanks, boys. 
You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats, you just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.